Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're here today bringing you another GFS and betting episode preview for, what is this, the championship weekend? Yes, sir. All right. It's exciting. Uh, we got only two games, so this probably is not going to be the world's longest episode. Um but why don't we start off by covering some of the news that you know happened today and I think yesterday too. Yeah, so the first one that uh, came out was John Harbaugh to Los Angeles to the Chargers, and that was a pretty huge move. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what are your um, thoughts on that? You think it's a good was, fit? You made me look it up. I was like, John Harbaugh? It was Jim. It was Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, same thing. They look the same. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, we were talking about them a few weeks ago, and honestly, more than a few weeks ago at this point, um, like seven weeks ago, kind of getting the picture of what's next for the Chargers after Brandon Staley. I can't say that I thought Jim Harbaugh was even really having his eye on the Chargers. Um, you know, their roster is pretty much fully constructed, but they are kind of in cap hell they are getting older uh they do have that elite quarterback in justin herbert it's it's a complicated situation but i think they find their way out of it here you think in some fucked up world he trades justin herbert drafts jj mccarthy and blake corum and just runs it back that'd be so funny uh but no, <laughs> no i don't think that <laughs> um, that'd be pretty wild yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, best thing that could happen to this team was either Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, or, you know, Vrabel or some somebody else that was really a solid coach come in and change around the, the culture of the Chargers. And hopefully this is the guy that is going to do it. Um, you know, maybe we should have seen him wanting to go back to the West Coast, but I don't know. Um yeah, it makes sense. Fit. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think that part of it is that he wants to prove that he can win a Super Bowl. Um, he just turned around um, Michigan, obviously. So I think it's kind of like an ego thing almost, where it's like he wants to prove that he's the guy. He's a good, He's a great coach, you know? He wants yeah. to be remembered. Um, and I think his brother's well on his way, so... Got to keep up a little sibling rivalry there. Yeah, if we were to end both Harbaugh's careers right now, who would you have first? John. You'd have John first? Oh, um, yeah. College championship makes it way more difficult. For me, it doesn't. You still have John. Yeah, I mean, he did win that head-to-head. Um, but I think making a Super Bowl... And winning a college championship is more than winning a Super Bowl. I don't agree. He All won right, at the highest. He won at the highest level. Yeah, that's true. With Joe Flacco, though. And we'll get into and, it. And but if I Joe think Flacco they're going again. <laughs> Joe Flacco is elite. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Um, we also had Raheem Morris to the Falcons. Um, 
I don't love this hire as much as anything else that's happened. It feels like, you know, maybe they think there's some culture fit or some scheme fit. It seems like, you know, the defensive coaches have worked, not worked out, but have been chosen by the Falcons in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Any upside from, you know, next year's offensive players for the Falcons? Or do you think we see a stronger defense out of them? What are you thinking? Honestly, their defense was kind of solid this year for the most part. Um, kind of concerned still for the offensive guys with the defensive, uh, defensive-minded coach being hired. So yeah. it'll be interesting for sure. So. Who really knows? Um, depends who he's bringing in as his coordinators and who the hell are they. Um, it's going to make a difference whether or not he picks someone who's good or picks someone who's not. So um, I think either way, the players have more upside. But, you know, I think it's limited if it's going to be a super defensive type of scheme. I agree. Um I think I, I got to keep my eye on how these players, you know, week one utilization and stuff like that. If it's another scheme running through Johnny Smith and, and Tyler Algier, we might be in trouble as, you know, the fantasy football embedding community. Um, but there's still some questions to be answered about quarterback. Hoping those get addressed soon. If those don't get addressed, I mean, of course, nobody's going to take a step up next year. Um and so maybe the coaching isn't the end-all be-all for that discussion. Yeah, it's definitely not. Things need to happen in the general managing side of things. They definitely need to add the quarterback, as you said, as we've been saying all year. Um, mm. So at the end of the day, like I think their defense will still be good. It's just whether or not they can win the division. That's all they have to do because this division isn't strong. Um, The Panthers is another one we're going to get to. Um, But New Orleans, as we said, is in cap hell. Um, The Bucs were solid this year, but can they do it again? I guess we'll see. Um, So I think it's really anybody's division to go get. So I don't know. It's, It's tough to say right now, but it's not my favorite hire. Yeah, I agree. Um, and other kind of places on the coaching radar, you were talking about Mike Vrabel and what might happen there? Yeah, so there was a report that said that Dan Quinn was previously um, the favorite to be the Seahawks head coach. Um, apparently, they are pretty interested in Mike Vrabel which I think would be a phenomenal fit. I do too. just really feels like a good culture fit for them. Um, Him and, you know, Pete Carroll have had intangible coaching wins throughout their careers, just guys that can get it done with almost any group of guys. Um, It's a little bit of a a dig at Russell Wilson there, but um, (laughs) – it feels like, you know, defensive-minded coach with some offensive upside is kind of the recipe for success in Seattle, and ominously with, like, kind of the rest of the league. Um, and Vrabel's yeah. kind of that guy. It feels like 
if he's not going to go to Seattle, where, where else could he possibly go? It's a great question because the other hiring that we had today was the Panthers hired the Bucks OC. Yeah, I don't love that, but, you know, I guess if you're going to look to make something happen with a group of guys that might not be the best group of guys in the league, um, especially the receivers, running back, I think Bryce Young still has plenty of potential in the league. Um, that's a decent hire. Yeah, I kind of liked it, but, um, you know, within division, it's kind of interesting. You're taking away yeah, their is. OC to become your head coach. So you have to have Baker Mayfield and that entire offense is going to have to go through a change. Um, and then the Panthers going to go through another change. Um, but hopefully the right choice, I guess, this time. We'll see. Uh, honestly, I'd never even heard of this guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, we'll see what it ends up looking like. I think we'll probably won't really know the results of any of these hires until like week three week four next year yeah that's that's probably like a safe way of putting it but um my question is what's going on with the enemy why yeah. is he not getting any looks i thought he was gonna get promoted in washington um but doesn't seem like that's gonna happen so strange because he was supposed to be like the number one guy like two years ago and he yeah he definitely was and their offense was pretty solid this year um which is kind of it's confusing yeah they definitely overperformed this year yeah um i don't know maybe he gets another look who what are the vacancies left in the league it's kind of been a whirlwind the past day i don't really want to make you go figure that out yourself but um so i think the only ones remaining are seattle washington and i want to say that's it i think that's it yeah so maybe the enemy steps up maybe they're trying to lure bill uh belichick i think they are that would actually make sense yeah that would probably be the only reason that they wouldn't be promoting Bianami because there's not really anybody left. Um, Honestly, that'd be a that great pairing him and Bianami. Oh, Ben Johnson. The Lions offensive coordinator. Who's that? I don't know. I think he might be their the a guy on their radar right now too. Um Yeah. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, might be on the commander's radar. So it's Bill, the enemy, or Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson's literally the same guy as the enemy. What didn't the Bengals OC go somewhere? Uh, the Titans. This is an absolute carousel. So hard to keep track of. <laughs> Dude, there's He's so spicy. many. 
can't believe I remembered that one, honestly. But that seems like an interesting hire, too, because they're kind of switching up vibes down in Tennessee um, with an offensive coach. Yeah, it could be good for Levis. could be good for Tajay Spears. But I think the rest of that team is kind of turning over right now. Yeah, they're going through rebuild for sure. Otherwise, shall we go into the betting? Yeah, let's jump right in. You want to lead the way? Yeah, as always. Um, (laughs) So the first game on Sunday, we have the Chiefs at the Ravens. Ravens are right now at minus four. Over-unders at 44.5 with the Ravens money line at minus 198. Chiefs are plus 164. Um I'm not sure if you saw the tweet. I'm sure everybody saw it, but uh, they put that referee on this game where the like the stat is that road teams win like 42% of the time or something, but when this guy's the ref, they win like 60% of the time. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Chiefs needing a bailout, question mark? Yep. No, I think no matter who the refs were in this game, I was always going, and I I will take the plus money on the Chiefs. Um, I think the Ravens are one of the best teams that we've seen out of the AFC besides like the Chiefs in five years. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, defensively, they're kind of a, a... menace but i think this game comes down to about even probably gonna go under just because of the quality of both defenses um which the unders 44 and a half as you mentioned i I think that's the same line um and yeah if you can get the chiefs at plus 164 that's what i'm personally going to take um just feels like kind of a pickup to me uh same Kind of as last week, where you get the Chiefs in the plus money and they're going against a great team and got to rely on Patrick Mahomes and see what happens. Yeah, my gut's telling me to do that, but I feel like that's exactly what I did with CJ Stroud last weekend. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Ravens. You see, I was going to, if you made a good argument for the Ravens, I could have been easily swayed back. But that. <laughs> That, that argument was not, that was was not, not very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm my- going to stick with the Chiefs here. Uh, I know that last week I said the only team potentially better than the Ravens it was the Texans. or I thought they were like second to the Ravens just because of that CJ Stroud X factor. I think I spoke too soon. Um, I would say the Chiefs could slot in there as... Second best of the Ravens, maybe the best down in clutch time or um, with the game on the line compared to the Ravens. I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, I would say that my argument for the Ravens here is just how good their defense is. Um, Exactly. Yeah, we talked about how the Ravens were the only team all season long to hold the Texans without a touchdown and they did it twice or whatever the stat was it was either yeah anyways um so their defense is clearly the best in the nfl and that's why they're here 
and they have Lamar Jackson and they're just going to find a way to score points. Um, that seems like what they've done all year long and their linebacking core, their defensive line, their safeties, corners, like their, their whole defense is just stacked. Um, I don't see Pacheco running in this game and the chiefs had needed that this year without him. I don't think they are here right now. Um, Mahomes hmm. ha- Mahomes has to throw for over 300 yards in this game to win. Oh, 100%. And if you want to combine those odds, you know, I think you can get something good. Mahomes, I don't know. I don't have him. His line is 240 and a half. I got plus 340 at 300 plus. Yeah, I'm not surprised because that's not going to um, happen. You don't think he's going to throw more than 300 yards and win the game? Nope. Well, if you perhaps did think that, you get plus 1,200 odds on Mahomes 300 plus and Kansas City Chiefs money line right now. Um, That's pretty solid. I think that's a, that, that's a good bet. If there's a winning script for them, it's Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball a whole bunch. I think someone that might have to step up is Travis Kelsey, plus 115 to score a touchdown, uh, and Isaiah Pacheco, who's plus 125. It could also be a Rasheed Rice game, plus 150. Um, it, it has to be if they're going to win. But it's hard to know. If they're going to win, Rasheed Rice has to go for over 100. Kelsey has to go for over 100. And Valdez Scantling needs a bomb of a touchdown. That's the game script. Yeah, I could see that. And they have the refs on their side, so why not? <laughs> you throw all that into the parlay. And it's uh, plus 3,200. So, <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like, if all those things were to happen, right? I mean, and, and you bring in the refs, like you said, and, you know, maybe you get pass interference for like 50 yards or whatever. But I still don't see a world where the Ravens come out flat at home. You know, that, that stadium is wild. And... It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this game. These two teams are going to beat the crap out of each other on on defense, especially. Um, but it'll be fun to watch these playmakers because there's some there's some good young guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think we see Mark Andrews this week? I think they said he was supposed to play. Okay. That's, so uh, something that would be kind of huge for those DFS lineups for sure. You thinking Dalvin Cook touchdown? No. <laughs> Even though it's it's probable, I'm not thinking it. I think Look this like, game's gonna be an absolute nail biter. Yeah, probably. But we have seen the Ravens come out and blow out teams this year. Uh, I think they blew out the Browns, 49ers, um, the Lions. And, you know, a handful, I think the, count the Texans now, and a handful of other teams. So there's a chance that it's just all Ravens all day, but I don't think you can count Patrick Mahomes out like that. So you know what my final question is going to be, right? What's the weather no. going to be? Oh, what is the weather going to be? I have it right here. All right. Do you want to be the weatherman? Oh, I'm ready. It's going to be 47 and rainy. 
You're up 42 and rainy. Even better. <laughs> that means the Ravens win. That's that's perfect football weather. The uh, Ravens that don't means need to likely throw going for over 100. <laughs> Awkward. If he if he if he does, I'll personally give you 100 bucks. <laughs> no return if he doesn't. Good deal. <laughs> um Definitely excited for this one. You have Anybody that you want to talk about in DFS before we move on? I think we there's n- enough games to where we can just talk about some DFS stuff right away. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple guys from this game. One is a value play being Justice Hill. Um, so nice. he's going... Let's see, where is he? Oh, he's right here. Um, so he's going for 4,800, which... Looking at the running backs that are left, that's about as low as you can go. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think because of that um, and because of how he looked last week, I thought he looked better than Gus Edwards. He a little more pep in his step, a little quicker. Um, I think he kind of fits what they're going for in the run game right now Um, because they're playing fast. And I think Justice Hill is just a good flex play for, for DFS this week. I like that. I kind of like Gus Edwards too, but I could see the world in which they rely on Justice Hill. Um, you never really he's know. He's going 5,500. Yeah, you never really know. So both of them are worth a shot. Zay Flowers is going for 5,800. He's a pretty solid value play compared to a lot of the other receivers out there. Um, not really anybody left around him. Rasheed Rice is at 6,500, but I can't afford him in this situation. <laughs> um, and then I always like Isaiah Likely with his touchdown upside. We will see if I keep him in the lineup if Mark Andrews plays. If Mark Andrews plays, I'm probably taking him out. Mm. I and think then, that's a good uh, call. I like Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey too. I kind of think this is going to be the more offensive game out of the two. Um, and we can jump into why I think that after this. Yeah, I was going to say my only other one that I actually like from this game is Pacheco because obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I said two minutes ago that Pacheco is not going to have a good game. But if I'm going to spend the money on a running back of the guys left, um, I think Pacheco has been pretty fucking reliable all season so you know if he gets a touchdown it's viable yeah i think if you're not starting christian mccaffrey you should be starting isaiah pacheco this week yeah i think that's where i kind of saved a few bucks all right you want to jump over into the next game yeah so i think this is going to be the most fun game of the weekend um detroit and the niners Niners are minus seven, 51 and a half is the over under minus three twenty five on the Niners plus two sixty on the lions. Um, personally, I want the lions to win, but I don't think they will. Um, but they have been playing some really good football lately. So who really knows? I think the lions are going to get crushed. Like right? absolutely crushed. Right now, 67% of bets have been placed on the Lions. I see 51 at plus 7. 
Are you what what app are you on? Uh this is just uh Bleacher. Bleacher Report. Okay. On DraftKings it says sixty seven, which is kinda crazy. Okay. That is a lot, and I think they do have the upside, you know, like they have better odds. Seven points a lot of points. Um but I just see this being a game where the 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy, maybe Brock Purdy, actually. But, you know, the 49ers come out and kind of just destroy them. Defensively, they are 10 times the team that the Lions are. Offensively, they're two times the team that the Lions are. Uh, they just have a bunch more weapons. They're more consistent. And Brock Purdy has had his struggles this year, but so has Jared Goff. So... Um, I think we're going to see a, just a crazy blowout. I have only one line in my DFS plays and that is Josh Reynolds. Um, I don't think any of those guys that are high upside plays are really going to be relevant this week. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Yeah. Um, I grabbed pretty much my entire lineup from this game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're doing I, it opposite. Yeah. So I have Purdy, Gibbs, Ayuk, Reynolds, Debo, Kittle, and a value play. I took Juan Jennings. Mm-hmm. So he's going for 4,600. Um, if Debo doesn't play pretty much, that's when I would have him. Otherwise, I'm probably going to sub him out. But if Debo doesn't play... That's that's pretty solid play, I think, if you're trying to save a few bucks. I think Debo should play. He should. Um, my quarterback stack of the week is Purdy and Debo. I think if he plays. we really saw the impact that not having Debo had last week. I think he gets you know, more involved in the playoffs, and we should see some good play out of him. Um, I then just have the 49ers D, and I know that theoretically they're not the best defense this week. Uh, but none of the defenses really are. And if there's going to be a blowout, I think it's going to be the 49ers over the Lions. Yeah, if there's going to be a blowout, it would be Niners over the Lions. Um, unless the Lions somehow got a million turnovers and, you know, who knows what could happen. It's football. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I, I think the Lions can hold their own against this team. Um 49ers offense obviously is fantastic and McCaffrey's probably going to run all over the place but with CJ Gardner Johnson back already has an interception um I could see the Lions doing just fine um as long as you know as we said Jared Goff has to play well Brock Purdy has to play well whichever one plays better is probably going to win this game yeah I think that they're so evenly matched uh offensively not defensively whoever's better is probably going to win this game. And I know CJ Gardner Johnson is back, but does feel like the lions are at a disadvantage there. Where would you say the biggest hole in the lions defense is? Uh, it's probably a cornerback, right? Yeah, I would say that's pretty safe. Um, but other, otherwise, I think their defensive their linebackers line's fantastic. are good. Their, their yeah. D lines. I mean, their edges are good. I don't know how good they are at stopping the run. Um. Well, they have this but, 
D-Tackle, who's a young guy who's supposed to be pretty dang good. Yeah. I don't even know his name. <laughs> well, I think you know, there's a lot of plays here. Do you have any prop bets that you like or anything like that? So for prop bets, um, I think, as we said, this is going to be the higher score game. Um, there's plenty of touchdowns to be had in this one. Um, you can get Kittle plus 100, Amon Ra plus 125. Seems like he's, um, he got one last week, but it always seems like he's due. Um, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, plus odds, Laporta, plus odds. Like, pretty much pick which one you like, you know. I don't think we can sit here and say in a conference championship game that one guy specifically is going to get a touchdown, especially if it's going to be high scoring. Um, I think yeah. the only one we could is McCaffrey, but I'm not taking it at minus 370. That's insane. I would never do that. Um, so. I think there aren't that many things that I like, actually, now that I'm – you're totally diving into it, but Aiden Hutchinson's only minus 105 to get over 0.75 sacks. Uh, Chase Young's plus 160 on that same front. And then Christian McCaffrey's minus 115 for over 86.5 rushing yards. I think he hits that. I, I like that more than his touchdown. Um, and as much as I want to take like Christian McCaffrey two-plus touchdowns, uh Guess the line on Christian McCaffrey, two plus touchdowns. Is it still minus? Like, probably like minus 100? No, it's not minus, but it's plus 135. Ah. That's just not worth it. I think, you know, the next guy that would probably break out for two plus, uh, potentially Amon Ra or George Kittle going for plus 850 and then plus 600. But really not a ton of props I like because there's so many weapons in this game. Mm -hmm. that it's going to be really hard to, you know, figure out what's, what's going on. So I don't know. I do think Jared Goff over uh, half an interception is, is the play though. Yeah. I think that's probably a pretty good bet. Um, But this really is like West coast offense and then East coast defense right now. Yeah. A bit. So, um, otherwise, McCaffrey over under 86 and a half rushing yards, honestly, probably goes over. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. Yeah. So, I think you stick with the simple prop bets here. And, you know, you're not going to, not on conference weekend, like, you're not going to get some parlay that has crazy odds that's you actually think going to hit. I know you were saying Patrick Mahomes and uh, Chiefs to win, but that's that's a pretty good parlay. Um, I just don't see it, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is a tough weekend. I think as we get deeper into the playoffs, it gets harder. I think I make personally most of my good bets and money and stuff like that uh, kind of like week seven. Week, week like five through maybe 10 of the playoffs or not of the playoffs, of the regular season. Um, Cause that's when you can kind of pick up on trends that the sports books haven't yet. 
at this point it feels like everybody knows everything and it's kind of anybody's game to guess who's going to score whatever touchdowns or you know, go over on their yards totals or whatever um so it's a tough bet yeah what do you think happens this off season if each one of these teams were to lose like what's the scenario for the chiefs like what do they have to do in order to get better if they were to lose this week and same thing for the rest of these teams honestly like such a cop-out answer but obviously all these teams run it back pretty much with the same core same coach everything uh the ravens are my biggest question mark like what could they possibly do yes i have a healthy mark andrews fully healthy yeah probably maybe get a wide receiver too well, I think I think they could also upgrade yeah, like, kinda... at like guard or something like that. Yeah. And then after that the Lions have enough weapons, maybe they need a Jamison Williams figure that out or figure out a wide receiver too. It feels like a lot of these teams it's wide receiver two is actually the the question. So I'd say the same thing for the Chiefs, wide receiver two. It's a big question and, and maybe get a new tight end if Travis Kelsey is kind of falling off, somebody to develop behind him. Um and then over you know the one team that doesn't have wide receiver two problems, and maybe that's just saying that wide receiver two is not a very important position in playoff uh football. Um is the 49ers. And the 49ers are in a similar boat to the Ravens where I'm like, I don't know what they could possibly do better. Like, realistically. Um, have Tom like Brady? Filled everything out. Yeah, have Tom Brady. Like, have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But they kind of don't, and that's okay. You have everything else perfect. Yeah, and I think we kind of touched on it the other night when we said that the Niners, the Niners are going to have to start to pay people. Yeah, that's going to be tough for them. So it seems like they kind of did a really good job over the last, I don't know, five, six years of taking some guys and shipping them off and going and grabbing guys like DeForest Buckner and, um, you know, Fred Warner kind of came out of nowhere and then um Javarius Ward um Ayuk like they they were able to draft guys they were able to sign guys trade for guys without giving up much so yeah that's how they built this like super team but we'll see if it comes together because I think personally that they have some holes um I don't think any of them are on offense but I think on defense, they, they do give up yards. It's just they get turnovers like crazy because you have Fred Warner and you have these other monsters. You got Bosa. You got Chase Young, who's kind of washed, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> so I think they need to build around the defense maybe a little bit and just, you know, absolutely shut people out. Yeah, I think that could be helpful, but... Can you really do that without sacrificing elsewhere? I mean, maybe it's a crazy take. Maybe move on from Debo and fill some other holes. I don't think that's crazy. Um, 
yeah, I mean, who really knows? I mean, look at the Cowboys. Seems like they have everything, right? They have the yeah, skill players. They have the defensive skill. Like, it doesn't make sense why they suck. Yeah, totally. But coaching is a big thing. Establishing the running game. I feel like maybe they don't have as good of a running game. Um, theoretically, their quarterbacking is better, but he makes more mistakes, and that's kind of the issue. Yeah, I think everything in this modern NFL is like how few mistakes and how many brilliant plays can you make? It's it's less about what's going on in the middle and more so on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, you need the skill players. You got to pay the skill players, as we see with the Patriots, who never did that. And finally, it bit them in the bit them in the ass this year and last year and. I guess what I'm saying is that they need to sign some guys um, on the defensive side of the ball because you need the turnovers and you need to not give them up, which they do a good job of. 100%. I'm definitely excited for these games, definitely a little bit nervous. Um, Final predictions? What do you got? You have Ravens. 49ers right moving on yes in a perfect world i would love to see the ravens and the lions yeah i mean Even i if want the lions, the lions didn't to win. win but they're not going to so i think it's kind of a wash between ravens and, and chiefs but I think the Chiefs move on, and we see Chiefs 49ers, and if the 49ers win, this podcast is over. (laughs) You're going to be so upset. Yeah, that would be terrible. I hate the 49ers. Why do you hate the 49ers? Try being a Packers fan, man. Every year. I guess. Maybe just Packers fan. Being a Packers fan, like you're a Celtics fan, I know that. And being a Packers fan is like exactly the same as being a Celtics fan in that you make it to the NFC Championship every year. And you have a consistently good and historically good team. But let's just say like the... I don't know. It's kind of like the Bucks beating you and the Bucks can't shoot a three. (laughs) Is what the 49ers are. It's like... Kind of sounds like you guys have the same problem as the Cowboys. Yeah, but we're the Cowboys, but one round better. Because <laughs> <laughs> we beat them every year. <laughs> Damn, just sh- absolutely shit on the Cowboys. Um, All right. Do you want to call it a podcast? I think we have a new episode to introduce that we are going to start next week. Yes, sir. What the fuck Wednesdays? Yeah. That's going to be exciting. You want to tell them what it's about? Yeah, we're basically just going to come up with a bunch of questions, um, some hypotheticals, some opinions on, you know, everything that's going to be going on throughout the offseason in terms of free agent signings, rookies, um, coaching changes, even though it seems like 
almost all of them already happened, but we're going to have to talk about, you know, offensive coordinators that are filling in, defensive coordinators, all these coaching swaps, um, trades that are going to happen. So we're kind of just going to be like, what the fuck do you think about that? Which is pretty much what we do right now, but we'll have a dedicated day for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Me too. So next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, tune in for those episodes, Super Bowl preview. Um, we'll figure out the schedule from there. But yeah, a couple more you know, in-season episodes to look forward to. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope that the Lions win. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Thanks for listening, everyone.